Welcome to the That Don't Fit podcast, a podcast where we're dedicated to talking about life and life's real issues that cross racial and generational lines. My name is Jared Torrance, and I'm here with my co-host, Andy Farmer. We're friends, we're pastors, we're wanting to help people talk and process life in a crazy world. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Fit. Uh, you'll be hearing this in January. <laughs> New year. Welcome to 2022. 2022 we is here. Ooh, yeah, yeah, 2022 is here. And we are back. And uh, if you effect. haven't heard anything since November, that's on purpose because we didn't put anything out <laughs> in December because we were just chilling it. So, um, <laughs> it's literally, literally, we're recording this in December. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You say you were it? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. There you go. That's right. All right. So, yes, we were chilling. Yeah, we were. We were chilling it. And uh, that's my radio voice there. So anyway, <laughs> it's great to be back. And we are doing something here. Uh, sometimes you'll hear on, the, on this podcast, we'll do, uh, we'll do uh, an excerpted version of our, um, our teaching on theological foundations for ethnic harmony that we do for our church, just a chance to get uh, just grounding theological concepts to people and dialogue over them. Uh, JT just did one um, back in, uh, in November, mm-hmm. and it did the not devil get... Yeah, the devil took it. Us. Yeah, He took it from he us. He took it, yeah. And so, so I was really bummed because it was a great teaching, and... Um, <laughs> I felt like, you know, we need to get that somewhere. And so what we're going to do, the way we do it, if, you, if you've never heard those, we just, it's basically a time where uh, there's a teaching and then there's a panel discussion and we, we kind of capture the highlights of both those. Uh, so tonight what we're going to do is we're going to do this teaching, but he's not going to preach at you. No. He's promised he won't preach at you. It's going to be a conversation. But, but it'll be a conversation in which he'll do most of the talking. Um, <laughs> preaching, that's like... That's right. That's right. <laughs> but he'll preach in a conversational tone. And... Um, and the, the, you know, and we'll just dive all, a little bit about it, just to kind of give you a flavor, get a, a feel for it. The issue is the issue of justice, and mm-hmm. and it's a huge issue. It's a huge issue in the Bible. It's a huge issue in our culture. And he's got about twenty five minutes that he had to cover it. Yeah. And so, um, so what I want to do is start with is give me sort of your title and sort of the basic idea of what you were trying to accomplish with it. Yes. Um. <clears throat> So the title of the sermon was uh, God's Justice, God's Way. And um, what, I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to look at the different instances of the use of the word justice in the Bible. And um, I think many of us know the different like Hebrew words that like two of the different words mean the same thing, but they're used in different terms, used in different contexts. One's translated righteousness, things like that. And so I, I just wanted to survey that. So I, I, it was like just justice, righteousness, and those different kind of things. I was kind of looking at Mm -hmm. to get a map of, all right, how does God actually talk about this? And um, I had a very uh, specific idea heading into writing the sermon uh, that completely changed about like an hour into my first day of prep. And I was like, oh Mm -hmm. my goodness, like we have no idea what we're doing when we talk about justice. So what you're saying basically is that that you decided not to tell the Bible what it was supposed to say. (laughs) Yes, yes, uh-huh. which is good. which is a good, really good call. Good, good call. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so, what ended up happening is it's like, man, it is justice is such is so much of a broader topic, and uh, it, it it's it's a broader topic than I think we want it to be. 
And God talks about it in very specific ways that feel like a contradiction to us in some ways. But uh, ultimately what it came down to is that justice belongs to God mm. and it does not belong to us. Um, God is the God of justice. God gets to define justice. The only reason we can even understand or comprehend or even pursue justice is because God's created justice in yeah. a sense. Yeah. And uh, so, so it really came down to the idea of, <clears throat> you know, rather than us being champions for justice or rather than us being like, we're going to take the world and make it right. It's like, we are, are, are like, we understand justice in borrowed terms. So okay. we're stewards of God's justice. It's, it's his justice that he's stewarding to us for a time um, before he makes all things right, before he uh, allows his perfect justice to reign forever and ever. And, um, <clears throat> and, and we're called to, to be stewards of it. It's his, yeah. how are we going to steward what he's given to us? And I think, we, I think we get it wrong a lot. I think we let our emotions get in the way. I think we let uh, the cultural climate define justice over uh, the word of God, which I think is a, a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was convicted <laughs> a ton yeah. uh, as I was writing the sermon. And um, yeah, but also filled with hope in and the fact that God's ultimately going to see his justice through. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, so it's going to raise a giant question for folks, which is, so you're saying that you can't, you can't have justice if you don't believe in God. I'm not going to have you answer that question right now, but yeah. that's obviously the question that comes into play. If justice yeah. belongs to God, and we have to understand all justice in view of God, if, we, if we're people who don't have a belief in God, right? let alone belief in Christ, but, yeah. you know, uh, and we see justice as purely a human endeavor, uh, can we do it? Right. So you'll, I know you'll touch base on that, but that's yeah. a question you want to, at least want to acknowledge. That's the elephant in the room. Yeah, and, he, and even in regards to that, like, <clears throat> it's the same way the way we think of what is good, Yeah. right? Uh, there is a moral standard. Mm -hmm. And so how do we even understand, like, what morality is? Yeah. Um, because secular morality, because they have a moral standard um, of what's yeah. right and what's wrong, yeah. and, and that is shifts over time. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But the God who is good, the God who is love, the God who is justice, does have a standard of morality that he never wavers from. And so he's the one that actually has the corner on justice. Like, God's got the corner on yeah. justice. So I, I, to answer your question, I don't know if I was supposed to answer it or not. No, you're not supposed to answer it yet. Oh, just kidding. Because I think you're going to answer it through As teaching, we go on, yeah, yeah. Because I was there. Because <laughs> you were But <laughs> what I want anybody who's listening to do is recognize we're aware of the question. Yes, okay, solid. You know, that's the Perfect. whole point. So, uh, so, <laughs> so just drop us in a little, go a little deeper in this idea of, uh, of justice as defined by God. Yes. Um, maybe before you drop into specific text, anything just helping us wrestle with that. Yeah, um, sorry, I am going to jump right into a scripture. Okay. So Deuteronomy 32.4. Yeah. Says, because uh, this this is the section when I was talking about just how does God speak of justice? Want to survey? Yeah. Okay, yeah. what does God say about it? If we want to know what justice is from the God who is justice, we have to listen to what He says about mm -hmm. it. And uh, Deuteronomy thirty two four says this: The Rock, His work is perfect, for all His ways are justice. A God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is He. <clears throat> and so, right there, we already have that God is justice. Anything that God does is justice. Just and upright is he. He is just, 
He, he is upright and that's never going to change. So if we want to look at what justice is, we have to look at who God is. And um, one way, obviously, to look at who God is, is to read the word and know who our God is. We get to know God better. Um, another way, obviously, is God incarnate, the son, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> um, looking at his life and the way he lived. <clears throat> Anything that Jesus does is going to be in line with the character of God because Jesus is God. And so what we, when we see Jesus living his life on earth, you see um, <clears throat> the way he treated those around him, the way he reached out to the poor and the weak and the oppressed, um, the way he called out hypocrites um, and rejected the ways of the Pharisees, the way he followed God's law perfectly, like that is justice. Like the, the son of man came to bring justice. I think it's Isaiah 42. Um, Behold, yeah, Isaiah 42, 1, it says, Behold, my servant whom I uphold, this is talking about the suffering servant Jesus Christ, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. Uh, Christ came to bring justice to the nations. And so if we want to know what justice is, we all seem to look at the life mm -hmm. of Christ. One of the things that comes out of that is, uh, is the idea <clears throat> that justice requires a judge. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think about, you know, the way we tend to think about justice right now, we tend to think about it as equity and making sure that things are on, in some sense, equal terms or there's option for equal terms. Yeah. We, we don't think about it as <clears throat> there must be a judge or, frankly. I would say, I think we get both sides. I yeah. think there's two sides of it. I think one side talks about the way you just yeah. described it about equity and yeah. making sure every man, get, every man and woman gets their due yeah. because they're image bearers. And then there's another side that, not rejects that, but that's kind of on like the way back burner. And they only think of punitive justice. They only yeah, think of, yeah. I'm going to right these wrongs and make sure those who are sinning yeah. get punished, make yeah. sure those who are not living lives the way they should yeah. go away and get punished. And yeah. that's where justice stops for them. Yeah. Or in, 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 in the culture, it can be either there, there is no judge, right? There is no judge and everything is, everything is relative, mm -hmm. right? Um, or I'm the judge. Yeah. I judge what I think is right, and that's justice. Yeah. And so one of the things you're articulating is that, no, there, there is an eternal judge, and he will bring judgment mm -hmm. and right all the wrongs. Yeah. And that's not up to us. It's not up to us. Yeah. And the way he does it is so confusing to us in many times. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I think, uh, you mean, even if Because you look, he doesn't bring it at the moment of if he doesn't bring injustice. it at the moment or because here's the crazy thing. So God is a God of justice, but he's also steadfast in love and his mm -hmm. mercy yeah. is unfathomable. Mm -hmm. So you look at the cross and you see yeah. God's justice, right? You see punishment for sin. Uh, every single sin <clears throat> is being dealt with. The full wrath of God is being poured out, but you see God's radical and, and perfectly uh, executed justice done in a way that is radically merciful and doesn't even make sense in our minds because the one who the punishment is going on to is the son of God is Jesus Christ himself who did like did absolutely no sin did absolutely no injustice ever and yet he's absorbing all of our injustice um and satisfying the wrath of God so yeah. you see this punitive justice happening right but you also see this radical mercy coming together at the cross of Christ and that doesn't make sense for us. It's 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 like yeah. uh, it, it's uh, it's it's unjust in our eyes, right? 
but God operates in a way that we don't even can't even comprehend. He's so far above us with his perfect justice and so far above us with his perfect and uh, unfathomable mercy mm-hmm. that when we see both hand in hand, it just it just leaves us kind yeah. of baffled. Yeah. So living in an obviously unjust world. Right. Is not the lack of God. Mm-hmm. It's God's mercy yeah. and forbearance. But the Bible talks about, but that will come to an end. Yes. Yeah. And things will be put right. Yeah. So I mean, I'm jumping a little ahead there, but uh, yeah, you know, I just think that's a really important thing for mm-hmm. us to think about because what we're confronted with and the way this conversation usually happens is justice is something we determine. Right. So, and yeah. we enact when we think it's right to do. Yeah. And, and the thing is, we're so fickle and we're so unaware of our own sin. Yeah. Uh, we're so unaware of our biases. We're so unaware um, <clears throat> that our natural inclination is going to be to go towards whatever tickles our ears. It's just like, ooh, I like that. That that fits within my narrative, fits within yeah. what I want things to be. And we'll start to believe justice is whatever we kind of already agree with, just mm-hmm. confirming our own righteousness in our in yeah. our in our heads, yeah. and and another thing that's hard about the conversation surrounding justice is that we're all pretty self righteous. Sure, yeah. Like, I, I don't think my nat like my natural thought is not I'm really self serving and I'm really self righteous and I'm probably going to be wrong yeah. as I think about justice. Like that's just not the way we think. Yeah, uh, I, I think it lacks a lot of humility mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in the justice conversation. I feel like that's one reason why it can be so tense. And even, you know, if someone reads the title of this podcast that we're talking about justice, they might be like, oh boy, they're about to get this so wrong or, oh, it's about time. They're about to let them yeah, know. Yeah. It's just like, there's so much self-righteousness that yeah, comes yeah. through yeah. as we think about this topic. And we almost leave God out of the picture and yeah. really try to do justice and think about justice in our own strength. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you how that hit me one time. Uh, I, I was struggling. I don't remember if it was with an issue or with, it was probably feeling unjustly treated by somebody mm-hmm. and struggling in my heart with anger and temptation to bitterness in, a, in an ongoing way, not yeah. just a bad day, but just, you know, hey, you know, this isn't right and this shouldn't have happened. And, you know, and I, I, I remember vividly Matthew 7 was reading just you drop into a place in your Bible reading and yes, yeah. God says I, I brought you here you know pay attention and uh, and and where Jesus says uh, do not judge lest you be judged mm-hmm. uh, by the standard right. you judge you'll be judged and I and I realized oh Lord there's nothing in my standard of justice here mm-hmm. that's holy mm-hmm. oh, man. and I don't want to sit there's only one judge on the throne yeah. to judge. I don't. If I start occupying that place, that's a horrible place to be. Yeah. And uh, and ever since then, I mean, I, I certainly can battle it. But the <laughs> the sense that I have a right to judge other people. Yeah. You know, I can. We can talk about evaluating people's mm-hmm. decisions and stands and words and those kind of things, actions, but. That I can that I can place a moral judgment on somebody. Mm-hmm. It's not just an issue of do I know enough. Mm-hmm. The issue is I don't have the right. I don't sit in the seat mm-hmm. of judgment mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, and and that's a that's a sobering thing. It is. It is. Justice belongs to God. Like yeah. it belongs yeah. to Him. It's His. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing uh, that was interesting is I was looking through how God talks about justice is how much he loves justice. Yeah. 
Like he loves justice. Yeah. Um, Psalm 37, 28 says, for the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. <clears throat> they are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. He is like, our God is so holy and so just and so perfect that when mm -hmm. justice is, happens, it pleases him. Like it, it yeah. delights him. Um, and because it's something he loves. Well, so actually, before I get into that, I do want to talk about like, I feel like there's like this missing sphere as you talk about justice. Um, and it is that uh, it's a whole category of the joy of justice. Mm. And, um, you know, when we think of justice, we think of like pitchforks and marching and furled brow and just like, we're going to take things and we're going to make things right again. Yeah. And it's just like the, the, it's Proverbs maybe 37. It's, uh, no, it's in here somewhere later on. Um, I'll, I can look that up later. But it, Proverbs talks about justice is a delight to the righteous. The, the righteous ones delight in justice. And if mm. we are in Christ, we are the righteous ones. And justice should be a delight to us. Like it should make us happy. There's a whole category yeah. of, um, <laughs> of like when justice is happening, it is a good thing. Like mm. when people are treated equally, when the oppressed, the poor, the widow, the fatherless are cared for and, and reminded of their dignity, um, it is a beautiful thing. Um, <clears throat> When someone does something horrifically wrong and they're rightly punished for it, like that is justice. Like it is, it is good to not have people out there run mm -hmm. around committing all kinds of crazy sins. Like it's good when justice happens. And um, the 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 bigger the view we have of God, the more our hearts are going to align with delighting in that type of justice. Like. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> You know, obviously there's things to grieve and there's things to lament. Um, obviously there's things that we need to realize aren't the way they ought to be. Mm. But for the Christian, there is there needs to be like this underlying optimism as we think of justice, because ultimately yeah. justice is going to be fulfilled. Yeah. Um, ultimately, things are going to be the way that God fully intended them to be uh, before yeah. the fall. And it's going to be glorious and it's going to be beautiful. And um, there should be hope as we talk about yeah. these things too. Yeah, this, it's funny. <clears throat> I don't know if I had a chance to go in this, but just the idea of what does it look like to not have joy and justice? Huh. You know, what does that look like in a person? How oh. would you how would you know that's going on in your heart? Yeah. You know. <sighs> that's a good question. I There's a few examples that come to mind of... <clears throat> So here's the thing. Once, here's one. I think here's one sign yeah. Yeah. that you are either involved with justice or pursuing justice without joy. Um, <clears throat> when <laughs> when you're doing it without any delight in Christ. Yeah. And I know that sounds kind of broad, but I, I think I mean specifically like if you're able to approach and think about a topic or think about an issue without the end point of celebrating who Christ is and the fact that the suffering servant got the job done yeah. and he's going to get done what God commissioned him to do. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's, that's where your joy is going to lack. If it's, if it's a Christless justice, it's going to be a joyless justice. Yeah. And so, um, and, and one way to, to, to see that happening is when it's, an all-consuming topic. Mm -hmm. 
God talks a lot about justice, but our all-consuming thoughts and our all-consuming desires ultimately should not be for justice. They should be for the glory of God. Yeah. And um, they should be in celebrating Christ and glorifying Christ and making disciples and doing all these different kind of things. Um, <clears throat> if, if it's all we can think, if we can't shake you know, the fact that injustice is still out there right now, we're going to lose our joy. We're going to lose our hope. There yeah. was a, a podcast... Um, a few months ago, it was by United We Pray, um, mm -hmm. Isaac yep. Adams, the, the Adams, homies yeah. over there, where it talks about uh, what, like, like the the wisdom in taking a break from talking about race issues and mm -hmm. uh, uh, ethnic disunity, and taking breaks from the justice conversation, and kind mm -hmm. of replenishing yourself. Because if you're always just diving deeper and deeper and deeper into yeah. it. You're, you're going to go into a bottomless pit of just like despair, <laughs> essentially, sure. yeah. um, because uh, God moves in God's ways. God's going to yeah. enact his justice in his way, in his timing. And a lot of times uh, our timeline and God's timelines don't exactly mm -hmm. uh, line up. Yeah. And yeah. so we don't have the proper patience uh, to, to lean into this and to not touch on other aspects of, of yeah. what God has called us to do. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple of things, you know, when I, I think about that, and I just, you know, as we're talking, you know, one is the idea of, of, of partiality. <clears throat> um, if we don't have joy in justice itself, then we will tend to have joy in partiality. Mm. You know, a dumb example, you know, you're rooting for your, you know, you're rooting for your, your favorite NFL team or whatever it is, some you know, sport, and, uh, and a bad call you know, there's a bad call that goes against them, and you're like, you know, screaming and yelling. Yes. That's not right. That's not right. Then the 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 ref or the ump or whatever blows a call on the other side, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> you know. So you don't care about justice. Yeah, you care about it's not working for my team. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that that's what partiality is. It's, yes, yeah. I I only want justice if it benefits my ah, side. That's a, yes, that's a really good point. You know, yep. so that would be one place I mm -hmm. think. Well, there's. That's not a joy and justice. That's no. partiality. Yes. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And then the other one would be just a a uh, <laughs> an unresolved anger, dude. You know, which sense, you see a lot of. Yeah, a sense of anger or bitterness yeah. that things are wrong. Yeah. Um, and a fear. That, and a fear that yeah. and and it the thing that grips your life and it mm. defines you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we do have sort of this, uh, you got to be careful because I think there are people who have had to fight for justice, yeah. who have had to live at that edge of anger mm. a lot. But you, people who've been truly effective, I think, weren't angry people. No, right. They were people who had a bigger vision mm -hmm. for what they were about than simply, <coughs> you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fix gonna this. Pummel. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, pummel, I'm gonna pummel this. Yeah. And the, the whole thing is, you know, if I. But, you know, what we're dealing with is the tendency is if, if, if I feel that justice needs to happen against you, yeah. then when it happens against you, now I get mine. Mm -hmm. I, I'm willing to be unjust yeah. because I'm not after justice. I'm after my, my thing. Yeah. I, I think another uh, sign that you're not pursuing justice with joy is when the category of biblical speech ethics are just fly out the window. Yeah. When um, you're slandering somebody, mm -hmm. when you are um, essentially not living out anything that's in Romans 12. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, let like 
love one another with brotherly affection. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be haughty, associate with the lowly. Yeah. Um, you know, or even Philippians, like let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Yeah. Like I don't think yeah. we're making our reasonableness known to yeah. everyone. And when that's not happening, there's no joy in, in justice. Like yeah. when we look at the unity that we're supposed to have in Ephesians four, it's it's just like where is that when when we talk about justice with one another? Yeah. And I think it's missing a lot. Yeah. And uh, I think it's because we forget the category of joy in regards mm-hmm. to justice. Um, keep us moving, man. Yeah, let me keep us moving. So, and because justice is something God loves, uh, it delights in it. It's something that He commands to be preserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is where, you know, you you get the the, the push of, of fighting against injustice. So uh, Deuteronomy sixteen nineteen, you shall not pervert justice. You shall not show partiality, and you you shall not accept a bribe. For a bribe blinds the eyes of the wicked and subverts the cause of the righteous. Uh, God speaks of justice as something to be protected because it's what He loves. He wants it to be preserved, and He wants it to be uh, protected. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and and even in that, uh, our, our, our the Christians' pursuit of biblical justice ought to be a witness. Um, of the character of God. Like when they see mm. the ways we're pursuing justice, yeah. they ought to see the character of God. They ought to say, man, the way that person is, is, is fighting for this cause, the way that person is celebrating this thing, the way that person is doing this ought to mirror the character of God. It, yeah. it ought to show his, his uh, grace. It ought to show his mercy. It ought to show his love. It ought to show his, his kindness. Um, and I, I think we can really waste our witness uh, when yeah. it comes to the justice conversation. Yeah. We... Um, we, we love the ideas of, of fighting. We, we love the ideas of, of taking back these certain kind of ideas and, and things like that. And it's like, man, that's not, that's how the world does it. Yeah. And Christians, uh, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we don't belong to this world and we ought to sound different. We ought to look different. We ought to act different, uh, especially in regards to justice. Yes, we're called to protect it. Yes, we're called to fight for justice and to stop injustice, but we cannot do it in a way that looks just like the world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, as you're talking, I was thinking about the book of Acts and uh, mm-hmm. in the book of Acts, there's these wonderful justice stands that get made. Um, and each one of them sort of has a different outcome, right? Yeah. Uh, so you have... You you have Peter, you know, who is brought in, and uh, and uh, you know, in the Sanhedrin, and he's he's challenged, and you need to stop preaching what you're preaching. This is the very beginning, book of Acts, and he just you know he just stands there and says, "This is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing. This is who I'm doing it for, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ." And uh, and then and and the result is they have nothing to say, and they have to let him go, mm. right? Um, he's brought back. He, you know, he gets freed too. You have Stephen who is stoned. Doing same thing. I'm, I'm standing up for what was yeah. right, um, and he loses his life over. Then you have Paul, who negotiates. You know, he basically says, "Listen, you know, these, these guys. I'm a Roman citizen. It's not. It's unjust for you to be doing what you're doing to me." And he forces the hand of the authorities to handle him differently. Mm-hmm. So those are all places where people are standing not for themselves, but for what what the right thing is. Yeah. And so I think the, the book of Acts gives you great pictures of, of that principle of how we respond yeah. to injustice. Yeah. And it produces different results at times. Yeah. But we don't vary how we approach it. We don't. Yeah. And speaking of varying your approach, there's the, the one instance in uh, Luke 11 when uh, Jesus confronts the Pharisees 
um, which again, Pharisees, guys who are like law abiding citizens, they're trying to do things by the book. They um, are, are truly, truly law people. Guys keeping laws, commandments, they're doing all the tithing and stuff. This is Jesus' rebuke of them. He says, but woe to you Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb, following the law, and neglect justice and the love of God. And, yeah. and notice how those things two things are tied together, justice and the love of God. He said, these you ought to have done, the tithing, etc., without neglecting the others. Uh, the strong tie of justice and the love of God. Um, because our God is love and all his ways are, are justice, I, th I think whenever we're pursuing justice, there needs to be a strong ethic of love yeah. um, that informs and, and helps whatever pursuit of justice we're doing move forward. Because um, the Pharisees were, were doing like things by the book. They're yeah. tithing, they're yeah. doing all that stuff. Um, and Jesus is saying, yes, do that, but also mm -hmm. do justice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, which calls, and I think we'll get into that later about like what we're supposed to do with justice and the way that God talks about justice. Um, you maybe just hit a little bit. You know, you talked about uh, different facets of justice. Yeah. You know, you know, we're it's broader than we think. Mm -hmm. You know, just just hit those quickly, just so we have those in mind. Yeah. So yeah, let me let me run through these. And I think uh, I think there's I'm going to list four here. I think there's more than four. Yeah. Um, there's one pastor put together four categories of the types of justice. And uh, he's got retributive, <laughs> retributive justice, which is rewarding those who do good or punishing those who do wrong. Restorative justice, which is making whole the victims of injustice and reconciling offenders and victims where possible. That you see that in Exodus 21, 33 through 22, 15. Distributive justice, giving to each according to what is right. Leviticus 19, 9 through 10, Deuteronomy 15, 11. And you see uh, procedural justice, uh, following the processes and policies that themselves are fair, equitable, and right. Deuteronomy 16, 18 through 20. Yeah. So yeah, those, those are helpful things to have. And I, and I also want to talk about like, uh, whenever we talk about like doing justice, we have to know kind of who is... Uh, the primary target of that. Yeah. Um, One of the things there's just on that, uh, I just think with those four categories is good. Maybe other ways to look at it too, but I think we tend to favor oh, certain yes, categories. Absolutely. Like this one right here is my view of justice. So we yes. take one and we make it maybe not exclusive, mm -hmm. but prominent. It, prominent. Yeah. And that's how, that's what frames our understanding of things yep. is what's the one that we feel. And again, all of us, most, most suits me in my situation. Mm -hmm. Oof. Yeah. You know, which again is that bringing of my own partiality mm -hmm. into an understanding of something that God says is impartial. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Mm. That's good. And then uh, the strong connection that God always has between justice and the marginalized, the oppressed, mm -hmm. and the weak. Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy ten eighteen: The Lord executes justice for the fatherless and the widow, and loves the sojourner giving him food and clothing. Deuteronomy 27, 19. Cursed be anyone, again, God wants his justice to be preserved. Cursed be anyone who pervert the justice due, the justice due to the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow. Mm -hmm. And then Isaiah 1, 17, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. Yeah. So there's, there's specific people, um, specific targets and groups of people that God wants our justice, wants his yeah. justice to be yeah. um, to be given to. And it's, it's those who are. Yeah. And those people don't exist if there isn't a fall. Right. Right. So this is God's 
approach to justice in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. In a fallen world, there are people who are, who are weak, who are in positions of weakness, and God doesn't forget them. Yeah. In fact, he singles them out and says, you may not forget them. Mm -hmm. You must give attention to them. Um, it isn't live and let live. Yeah. Justice means, justice in a fallen world we need, means we need to look at those who God defines as weak and vulnerable yeah. and, and make sure our justice covers them. That's good. That's good. There's, um, what else we got here, man? Oh, should we get into that particular justice that God feels uh, yeah. towards the saints? Yeah, you want that? Yeah, let's okay. uh, touch base on that and let's just get into what we want to do about it here. Okay. So yeah, so real quick, um, there, there's a particular kind of justice that is specific for God's saints, for mm -hmm. his elect. Um, it, and it's to keep them, to preserve them, to restore them, uh, to protect them. Um, it's a humbling aspect of justice that I, that I don't think we have categories for. I don't, I don't think we lean into this very hard. Yeah. And I think that's one reason why a lot of conversations surrounding justice in the church can be so fueled with anger and <laughs> fueled with rage and mm -hmm. fueled uh, with sin. Because I think we forget of God's particular care for his beloved saints. And it's this. It's Psalm 37, 28. For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. Or even Isaiah 30, 18. Therefore, the Lord awaits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. Why? For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. And the context of Isaiah 30 makes that statement even crazier because uh, he's just listed all the ways they've sinned and turned away from God mm. and, and hated him and disobeyed him over and over and over and over again. And then he says, therefore, and you think it's like, therefore, the God is going to cast you out forever, right? Yeah. But he says, therefore, the Lord awaits to be gracious to you. And the reason is because he, he's a God of justice. And it's just like, like, what do you, like, what do you mean? Like, that's yeah. how his justice is, is set forth towards his saints is that mm -hmm. he is going to preserve them and keep them and love them forever. And even uh, Luke 18, 7, it says, and will not God give justice to his elect who cry to mm -hmm. him day and night? Will he delay yeah. long over them? Yeah, he vindicates the righteous. Right. Again, righteous, as we understand in, from New, New Testament, is yeah. those who are righteous in Christ, those right. who who have a standing in righteousness, God will vindicate them. God, yeah. will, God will vindicate their righteousness, not based on, on what we do, but right. based on, on the righteousness of Christ that has been imputed to us. Mm -hmm. But that's a promise. That's a, you know, that's a promise. I, you're right, man. That's a promise for believers when we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're feeling like we're, we're on the bad side of things. Yeah. Um, there's particular promise for us as a... Uh, as, as Christians, yeah. that God has a particular plan for his saints. Yeah. Involving the vindication of righteousness. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think we, we forget that a lot. <laughs> yeah, we do. I think we forget that a lot. I got to do it myself. <laughs> you know, I got, I got to do it myself, and it has to happen now. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's how we do justice. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then the second part of this is, uh, is essentially what do we do with justice? So we've got yeah. these different categories of how God talks about it, how he feels about it, all those different kind of things. It's like, okay, so now what? Um, 
the first thing we have to do is we have to entrust justice to God mm-hmm. and trust that he's ultimately going to execute it. Yeah. Um, as Christians, we never panic or fear or freak out in regards to justice because God is actually going to make sure justice happens. Yeah. Um, if we don't see it in this lifetime, we know because of our eschatology, because of, of, yeah. of our theology of the new heavens, the new earth, and what it's going to look like there. And, and uh, when, when God makes all things right, like at some point, justice is going to happen. Yeah. And so we have to trust that God is sovereign. We have to trust that God is yeah. good. Like our theology really helps us yeah. in regards to the fight for injustice because it's not ultimately up to us. Yeah. We're stewards of the justice that God is, is, uh, yeah. is allowing us to try and pursue and, and, to, and to help overtake injustice. But ultimately we know his sovereignty. Ultimately yeah. we know that he's in control and we know that he's good yeah. and that he is justice, yeah. right? And so um, no headline should make us freak out. No yeah. uh, secular ideology or theory should cause us to fear and freak yeah. out that it's going to infiltrate the church and flip it upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- whatever the, the world is doing in regards to justice shouldn't freak us out because, yeah. one, we're exiles and outcasts anyway. Yeah. And, and two, right. we trust a God who really knows what he's doing. And so what do we do with justice? We entrust it to God like completely and in totality. Yeah. We recognize that it's not up to us. It's not, which is super freeing. Yeah. Like that, that, that's going to help me keep joy in, in a pursuit of justice when I realize it's not yeah. all on my shoulders. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, as you're talking, I mean, I, you know, sort of counseling illustration. Um, I've dealt a lot with people who've been wronged uh, mm-hmm. overtly, yeah. sinfully, uh, and often repeatedly, and um, it's a difficult place to be as a pastor because you don't want to just sort of say, "Well, God's sovereign; it'll all work out." You know, that's kind of hollow to somebody who's. Mm-hmm. It's In true. The midst of it, yeah. It's true, but it's it's hard. It's a hard word. Yeah. But when 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 you see somebody grasp yeah. that what this person did does not define me. And it does not ultimately control me. Yeah. And I can live, I can deal with it, but I don't have to be identified with it. Mm-hmm. The shame that gets lo- gets left behind, the 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 lifting of your soul yeah. that comes when you're not living under the need to exact judgment on somebody else yeah. is it's profound. You watch people, and one of the things they do is at that point they get very courageous. Mm-hmm. Because they realize, you know, you can't do anything to me. Yeah, and so I'm gonna do, mm. I'm gonna do the right thing. Yeah, not the thing that either is gonna gonna protect me from you or gonna, you know. Again, you have to be very careful. I'm not talking specifically about any kind of a abuse situation, right, right. but I, but I think even in just you know relationship to relationship, the freedom that comes with you don't define me. Yeah. And, and I don't need to exact something. God will do what he's going to do with you. Mm-hmm. I can follow Christ. Uh, you know, it, when that happens in somebody, mm-hmm. the freedom to not need justice worked for them in that moment yeah. is, is liberating. And it allows you to really make decisions about mm-hmm. what the right thing to do is without fear and without anger. So Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That is good. 
putting putting the meat in the wheels yeah. on the on the theology of the sovereignty of God and yeah. His goodness and that Christ cares for you and and uh, and He's not going to fail. So even Zeph- Zephaniah three five, the Lord within her is is righteous. He does no injustice. Every morning He shows forth His justice. Each dawn He does not fail. Yeah. And uh, and and God God's going to get it done. He's going to get uh, His justice done in His way. Um, we entrust justice to to the God who is justice. Mm. And uh, one one thing that came up as I was as I was looking through this was there's ways that we can grieve God yeah. when we don't trust His justice. So Malachi was it Malachi? Yeah, Malachi two seventeen. It says, you have wearied the Lord with your words, but you say, how have we wearied him? By saying, everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them. Or by asking, where is the God of justice? The God of justice will always be there, and we find refuge in this God of justice. And we're called to trust him. So when we begin to doubt um, God's justice or begin to think that, like, you know what, everything's Everything's going poorly. God is rewarding the wicked and he has forsaken uh, his saints. He's forsaken the righteous. He's done these things like that. Those kind of things actually weary yeah. God, which is, which is a, a crazy thought to think of. Um, when we step out of trusting him, that, that affects God and, um, and it affects us <laughs> because, sure, yeah. We're, yeah. because we're allowing um, our circumstances to control what we think about our Savior. Yeah, because we never stop trusting. When we stop trusting God, we trust other things. Exactly, exactly. And if we start trusting ourselves, we are very, very poor secondary yeah. options. Uh, let me fly through these scriptures real quick. I love these. So Psalm yeah. 140, 12, just more reasons to, to trust uh, God's justice. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and will execute justice for the needy. Mm-hmm. Psalm 9, 8, and he judges the world with righteousness. He judges the peoples with uprightness. Psalm 89, 14, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Mm. And um, because of that, be- because we're entrusting this uh, justice to God, uh, knowing that he's going to do it. What do we do is we get to work. <laughs> we, we answer the call to be stewards of God's justice uh, because he has called us to do it. He doesn't yeah. just say, here's my justice. I'm a chill. Yeah. You guys do your thing. He says, no, like, or I'll do my thing. You guys chill. Yes, ex- <laughs> yes ex- exactly. It's not, it's not a let go and let God situation yeah. we have here. Yeah, absolutely not. He says, Mike, I mean, Mike six, eight. I hope everyone knows it. He has told yeah. you, oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Yeah. Yeah. I see where that's affected me. Um, last two, you know, couple of years was, uh, you know, the tendency is to live, well, it's not really affecting me. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't really need to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and just having the Lord just working on my heart, saying yeah. just because it doesn't affect you doesn't mean it isn't something you should pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's something you, didn't, you shouldn't move toward. Yeah. You know, that's a separate question. Man, and, and again, you're hitting on the self-righteous, the selfishness thing. Yeah. Like our selfishness really gets in the way. Yeah. As we think about justice, like, oh, it's that's not my, not my problem. Not my problem. It's happening over there. Yeah. I can just keep my head buried yeah. and, and go through. Yeah. And so I think where, I, you know, what it, where, where the Lord's been working on me is just to, you know, it doesn't mean I got to get involved in every cause or, or in a particular cause I care about that every expression of how it's dealt with is I should be supporting. Yeah. You have to be discerning. 
Um, you have to keep, mm-hmm. you know, keep the priorities of, of, of mission. But I think the idea that I can just sort of say, eh, not going to deal with it. It just, it just, I'm, I'm becoming much more aware that, that I am in some sense my brother's keeper. Yeah. I do need to, I do need to be aware of what's going on around me. Yeah. And be willing to step in and stand with people who are being unjustly treated. Yeah. And, uh, or experiencing injustice in some way. Yeah. And even, and even another thing on that is the, the fact that we're not coming into these, these things as experts. Yeah. Like oh, there's a learning curve and yep. God is calling us. Yep. Like, I think it's part of our sanctification to grow in how we think about these things. Isaiah one seventeen says, learn to do good yeah. and seek justice yeah. and correct. It doesn't say do these things perfectly, get it right. Yeah. It says learn to do like, yeah. there's a learning curve to this. Like God is calling us as part of our sanctification to learn to do good, to yeah. seek justice, to correct oppression, to bring justice to the fatherless and to plead the widow's cause. Yeah. Cause one, again, like in our natural state, that's not what's going to come out of us. We yeah. have to learn these things. That's one, one way is that we are sanctified uh, from one degree, one degree of glory to another is by learning to do these things and leaning into these things yeah. um, to answer God's call to do that. Yeah, good. So any, anything in closing? Just yeah, let me um, kind of land a plane here of just, uh, so we talked about all those things on like, okay, so what are the implications? Like what, okay, so we're supposed to do justice, how are you supposed to do it? What are you talking about? What are like the practical things um, regarding this? And it would be, I've got three little segments here. Um, prayer and patience have to be a part of our pursuit of justice, yeah. have to be a part of our understanding of justice. If we're not praying, um, we're not doing probably the most meaningful thing yeah. that we can be doing. Um, it's an act of entrusting justice to God. It's an act of uh, asking God to act um, and to do things. And he's really good at getting things done. And even prayer for patience in this, like uh, any type of media and news outlet in the world is trying to get push you into rage and fear and action immediately. And that is not the call of the Christian. Yeah. Like the call of the Christian is to put on compassionate hearts and to put on kindness and put Mm -hmm. on humility and, um, you know, to exhibit the fruits of the spirit. And we need the spirit's help in order to do that. So prayer and patience are key. Uh, Serving and I'd say prayer intercession. Yes. You know, praying for your own heart. But also, you know, being I'm trying. That's what I'm trying. You know, this year I'm kind of like, Lord, I want to be a faithful intercessor Mm -hmm. beyond Mm -hmm. the things that are immediately my concern. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. that's kind of what my heart. That's good. Go. Mm-hmm. Serve, uh, service and sacrifice. Um, getting involved. Uh, if your church is doing things uh, yeah. uh, to, to fight against injustice and to pursue yeah. justice, uh, get involved in those ministries. Uh, pray for those ministries. Uh, find different ways to do things locally where uh, God's justice can go forth and in a way that that stands out against um, kind of secular ideas of, of justice, but uh, promotes um, godliness and promotes even even and even with some things of secular justice, there is a common grace there yeah. in certain aspects sure. that um, that can be helped. Of course, we need discernment regarding that and uh, yeah. wanting to make sure we're not sending mixed signals. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up common grace. Going back to the question we talked about initially. Yes, what about, you know, apart oh, from God? Right. No, God has made provision mm-hmm. so this mm-hmm. world is, doesn't fall into nothing but injustice. Yes, yeah. You know, there is a common grace. There is an extension of God's, God's hand, God's favor, God's activity yeah. 
in even to the fallen world for pres- preserving it, yeah. for protecting it, for uh, for displaying himself, mm-hmm. so that no one can say he is far off. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where we we have to trust it. Our systems are broken. Uh, injustice seems everywhere. Yeah. Um, but it does. It's not like it's unrestrained. Right. Right. Uh, there are places in time and history where you see unrestrained mm. injustice, and that's not what we're experiencing. Yeah. And so we have a we have a God who's being kind. Yeah. To those who reject Him. Yeah. And and part of that kindness is he will uphold justice even in a world where that, that rejects him. And you just hit the third point. Hope. Yeah. <laughs> hope and happiness I have. So it's prayer and patience, yeah. service and sacrifice, hope and happiness. Yeah. Like we, Christians have to have, have hope. Uh, yeah. an eternal mindset. Like we have to be thinking of, you know, 10,000, 100,000 years from now. Like yeah. <laughs> things, things are going to be really good mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Um, and because of that, like we can hope now, like that reality that we will experience in the new heavens and the new earth, when all things are made new and all things are yeah. great and beautiful and perfect, and there's no tears, and uh, there's no sin, there's no injustice, there's no partiality, there's no nothing. That's actually happening. Like yeah. it's not like a theory. Like it's not like an idea. Yeah. It's not like a oh man, wouldn't that be awesome? It's like no man, that is going to be awesome. Like it's actually our reality. Yeah. Um. And and the way that was stamped uh, permanently to be our reality is like the only like truly like the the truest biggest form of injustice ever is the spotless Son of God taking on all of our sin yeah. and being called unjust when He was perfectly just. Mm, but mm. that happened. Yeah. And so now we get to be justified. We get to be the righteous ones. We get to be the ones that are like uh, over our heads. Are always, always, always going to be the banner, no condemnation, mm-hmm. because of what Christ did for us. Yeah. And because of that, we have hope, not just for then, but we have hope now. Like, nothing we're doing is completely futile. Like, God is working all things together. God is working things for good. Yeah. And um, there's, there's a, there is a hope and an optimism that Christians ought to have um, when, when we remember um, the way this all plays out in the end. Amen. Well, that is justice. Mm-hmm. It's the best we can talk about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Later.